Welcome to Digital Digital Get Down. Boo! This is episode 21. Halloween episode. Halloween episode. And we're coming at you from a very snowy Minnesota today. It's true. October, end of October, and it's already snowing. Mm-hmm. Um, we are having a special Halloween triple feature today. Yeah, we got, we got a lot of stuff on the agenda. We'll get to that, though. I don't know how much I have to say about the third movie, so... Okay. We'll see. Um, I just want to start by saying I just watched Taylor's new video, like, just a couple minutes ago. Taylor Swift's. Yeah, Taylor. Okay. Uh, For Ready For It, which is her second single off of her new album, Reputation. And... I saw a picture of her as a cyborg. Is that what it's based around? Yes. It's like her as a cyborg versus her as a cyborg. So I guess... Right. I guess it goes back to, like... So for anyone who saw her video for Look What You Made Me Do, there's this theme kind of at the end. Remind me of a theme that's right in your face of kind of the old Taylor's dead. Like, oh, the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Why? Because mm-hmm. she's dead. And then there's that part where she's like climbing over the old Taylors and like... So this one is kind of like Taylor versus Taylor. So I think some, it's meant to be like she's like, you know, battling with herself or something. She's a little bit obsessed with herself. But... It's real, like, Westworldy or Blade Runnery or yeah. something. I don't know. I just thought it was going somewhere, and it just uh-huh. went nowhere. It was just fun special effects of her fighting herself. I heard it was all a big dig at Calvin Harris, though. True or was not it? true. That's what someone said. Are you ready for it? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, the first one had a dig at Calvin Harris because she wrote that song for him, and the um, pseudonym she used for the songwriter credit was one of the gravestones in the graveyard at the beginning of that. Oh. Um, look what you made me do. Tricky. So, I don't know. Anyway, okay. I was... You need more time to digest that, I clearly. Guess. I don't know. Um, did you notice that I changed to a Halloween Twitter name? I don't know how I feel about it. Um, I loaded your Twitter page last week and I thought you had gotten hacked because it looked like <laughs> Japanese characters. It's not Japanese, two I emojis. I meant to talk to you about it's this. It's emojis. Yeah, it looks like Japanese characters on a computer. Well, it looks normal on mine. It's, Let me it's the two ghost emojis. Yeah, okay, from there it's fine. But when Safari tries to load it in its little tiny window, it's, uh... Well, it's frightening. Sorry, I'm sorry I frightened you. I also have something funny Halloween related to share. Well, I thought it was funny. So, um, you know how I showed you that thing the other week that was like Japanese based, trying to come up with a, with American baseball names, right? From a video game. Um, it's kind of like that, but this is like computer generated um, costume ideas. Hmm. So I'm just gonna read these out loud to you. Are they trying to do pun costumes or no? Just like. You know, you give a list, of, a huge list of costumes, and the computer sure. has to, like, generate a mashup yeah, of some of them. This is big data at work. Yes. Machine learning. What do we got? <laughs> sexy Scare. Sexy the Pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Saxy Pumpkins. Mm. Sexy the Pirate. Sexy Pumpkin Pirate. Sexy Gum Man. Sexy Barber. Sexy Gargles. Sexy Humblebee. Sexy the Gate. Sexy Lamp. Sexy Duckty Monster. Sexy Conk Paper. <laughs> Sexy the Bumble, Sexy the Super Bass, Pretty Zombie Space Suit, Sexy Drangers, Sexy the Spock, oh, ew. Punk Tree, 
Disco Monster, Spartan Gandalf, Starfleet Shark, <laughs> a Masked Box, Ooh. Martian Devil, Panda Clam, Potato Ooh. Man, Shark Cow, Space Batman, The yeah. Shark Knight, <laughs> that's my favorite, Knight. Snape Scarecrow, Gandalf the Good Witch, that's actually my favorite. <laughs> that's like a Jeopardy question. <laughs> Professor Panda and Strawberry Shark. That was like almost poetic for a little while in the middle there. Yeah. Mm. So if anyone needs that last minute Halloween costume, got some good Don't ideas. Don't go to those. <laughs> Sexy the Spock, the Shark Knight, or uh, Gandalf the Good Witch. Mm. Or Snape Scarecrow would be a good matchup costume. You just clinked your, your glass. Yeah, I Let's did, clink so. for real. What kind of wine are we drinking This tonight? is Moscato from California. It's nice. I like this one. Okay. I feel like it's very... Um, basic and girly to like a Moscato, but sure. it's nice. Um, can we talk for a minute about Redbox? Because we used that to watch two movies this week, and I still feel sort of uncomfortable using it. Okay, what what about it? I feel like I should either be back at my old video rental store, mm. or I should be on Netflix. This video time too. Uh, video update for me. Ooh, okay. Never went to Blockbuster in my life. No, I don't no, think. no, no. So yeah, I just don't know. We had to drive somewhere. We trusted that this little machine would have a DVD that we wanted. But it did. How do they make sure it did? Like, what is the vending machine stalker job that has to yeah. do that? How often do they turn over the DVDs? I don't understand. And how do they figure out the data? They have one copy of each one. Do we I have don't that know. only copy for that two days? I don't know. And we had to bring it back by 9 p.m. the next day. Otherwise, who knows how much we would have been charged. Credit card would just be They just had forever. our credit card. Also, there's like 17 of them within a two-mile radius of us as well. Mm. So I don't understand how they're all stocked. Yeah, I just, I can't picture the person who it uses that regularly. Profitable business. The, it is. They got stock and everything. But as you said, it's probably just people that forget to return it and then they're charged like $30 yeah. for one DVD. It's just like AOL who just makes money off of people who've forgotten to cancel their account. I guess it just does not seem like a good business model. Well, we didn't pay for any of ours. We only did it based on a free Discount code. code so. Yeah. Did you did you see the thing this week saying that um, someone was speculating that Twitter um, didn't want to get rid of any of the users, even the problematic ones, because mm-hmm. they overestimated their data? I did. It was it in their Silicon Valley. A little bit, yeah. That's what I thought of. Yeah, apparently they, one of the companies that they kind of, no, it's not that they bought the company, it's that it's one of the different tools that you can use Twitter to log in as. They were counting everyone who clicked that as a Twitter user, but that didn't mean they were on Twitter and actually posting or anything. So they had to retract kind of all those users. Someone was saying that that's potentially part of the corporate excuse for not getting rid of the Nazis and white supremacists and Russian bots and whatever. (laughs) A user is a user, yeah, I guess. Basically. We don't have to worry about that on book digits. We only have the truly devoted social media elite. Should we throw in a book digits? Let's get the ad out of the way. Let's power through everything else. All right. Make a free account on book digits. Track the books that you read. Track the books that you want to read. Track your reading goal for the year. You can read my scathing review of pretty much every recent book I've read, most of which we'll be talking about on upcoming episodes. You get kind of a sneak peek. You, like, give me crap for picking books that you end up not liking, but then you pick your own books and you don't like them either. No, my hit ratio is terrible right now. I was looking at my... I'd like to look at the percentage of the average grade of books that I picked versus your average grade of any book and I we think it's at least that. equal we I think it's that. at least equal I don't think I have a 
worse record of. So I've now read um, forty books this year. That's one behind. Um, what do you mean? I'm one behind my goal. <laughs> I've read more than that. And let's see the breakdown. Yeah, so I finished my fortieth today. And um, how many A's? So I've given out only four A's. How many of those are books 40? that I recommended? Um, one, two, three, three. So three of your, 75% of your A's were books yeah, that I recommended. I picked one real A. Yeah. Uh, 17 B's, 13 C's. And which, how many of those B's were mine too? Uh, let me scroll. One. One, two, two three, three, four, five, six, six um, seven, seven, eight, eight nine, nine, ten. 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 But you've also picked like 90% of the books I've read this year. So this we are skewing the data. All right. More on this another time. <laughs> More on this never because nobody cares. I'm just saying I think that I, I don't should. even know how to sing the good news, bad news jingle anymore. I've screwed myself good news, up. Bad news. Good news. Bad news. Okay. Start it up. Who's going? I'll go with my good news. Okay. I have two small good news. Um, one of them. Uh-oh. Home run. We're watching the World Series in the background. Oh, that was not a home run. This field is not very forgiving. There used to be an uphill hill in center field. Do you remember ever seeing that on TV? Yeah. What happened to it? They level it because you shouldn't have a fucking hill on a baseball field. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so mine is that there was a high school football player who was named homecoming queen and offensive player of the game the same night. A girl, female a girl. you're getting at. Yeah. Okay. So she's the kicker for her high school yep. team. And she was homecoming queen and offensive player of the game. So they have a picture of her in her football uniform mm-hmm. with a big bouquet of flowers and tiara on her head. That's awesome. Yeah. We knew some people who could play football and march in the marching band at the same time. They did not pull off the tiara, though. No, they would have had to be in color guard waving those flags. Oh, jeez, yeah. Hmm. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Good. And the other one is that... Maybe we need a sequel to Pitch, Kick. I like it. Hmm. It would also only get one limited season. Mark Paul Gossler's available, though. Probably. As long as he shaves off that beard. <laughs> so there's going to be, like, a gay coming to terms with your sexuality episode on the Disney Channel. On a, t- on a Disney Channel show. Have they not had, like, any sort of gay So I almost didn't put this in good news because it seems like it's 2017. Come on. It should not be big news that, like, there's a gay teenage character on a TV yeah. show. But the Disney Channel has been characteristically very careful and very... Uh, safe? Safe with mm. most of their things. Like, it was a big deal that they had, like, you know, background two moms on a show or something. But 13th year, kid turns into a mermaid. Yeah. Oh, that's Is that fine. playing with transgendered roles? Someone has a house as a mom, but that's fine. It's our <laughs> house. So, um, it is on the show Andy Mack, which I got really excited for a second because I thought it was Alex Mack. Alex Mack. That's what I always it's think the every time. Secret Life of Alex Mack, or what was it called? Yeah. When, like, the, she had she ingested slime. that slime. I don't think she, she turned into slime. She turned into the puddle and could, like, get through, like, yeah. underneath. Yeah, yeah. The show was the shit. I thought it was, like, a remake of that and I got really excited it's for a second. Be. It is not Andy Mac. Different show. What a waste. But apparently there is a character, one of the main characters in the show, mm-hmm. who the main, the actual main character, she has a crush on this guy and her friend, who is a boy, also mm-hmm. has a crush on that same boy. Okay, love triangle. So there's a bit of a love triangle. And it's kind of a coming to terms with sexuality storyline, which is a big deal on the Disney Channel because they try to be very uh, 
family friendly, which is bullshit because there are a lot sure. of wonderful gay families that I know, and that doesn't mean that they're not P- family yeah. friendly. It's I was not gonna say PC, but that's not even true either. No, like there's nothing wrong with being gay. Yeah. So, um, but it's about time. This is becoming a serious podcast. Sorry. That's why we're on the society and culture. Oh yeah, super culture category. You don't even know what you're gonna get week to week. So, what's your good news? Um, I have a question mark. Good news. How do you feel about the Weather Channel? <laughs> Just in general. Well, it's good news and bad news? news. The bad news is that Puerto Rico is still still struggling despite all of our fans donating. All three of our yeah yeah. Um, but Weather Channel, I guess last weekend, had a full 24 hours where they only talked about Puerto Rico. Hmm. Just to, like, remind people. Oh, no, sorry. It was, I think it was mostly on their website, not on the channel. I support that, though. Because I think uh, what often happens with disasters and... And shootings, too. And shootings is society or media or people in general have such a short attention span and short... A memory for these types of things. Yeah. Like Flint, Michigan still has no clean drinking water yeah. three and a half years later. And like there was a shooting two weeks ago. And, and that's why companies uh, publish their bad news on Friday afternoons because what are the chances that people are really going to be paying attention to that still on yeah, Monday morning? Yeah, still going to talk about it three days later. So, mm-hmm. but it's a problem because a lot of these disaster things, like, you know, everyone cares for two seconds and donates blood and makes donations and sends care packages. And then, you know, two weeks later, nobody care anymore and they still need help two weeks later and i know that's an issue i was reading about with disasters is that they have such an influx of response right away Mm -hmm. that they can't even get through all of it before like the food spoils or um whatever but then a couple weeks later a month later a year later Mm -hmm. this isn't going to be fixed in a month two months a year Mm -hmm. it's still going to be going on but there's going to be the next disaster that comes along or the next tragedy and not that we shouldn't care across the board about every different kind of tragedy, but, uh, yeah, it is a problem that we have such a short attention span. So anything that kind of keeps it in the public eye, or mm-hmm. in, our, in our minds, or in our awareness, I think is good. Okay. Other most... <laughs> you put Puerto Rico as, ba- as good news. <laughs> Other mostly good news. Mr. Colin Kaepernick has signed a book deal. Not a football deal, oh, a book a deal. Book deal. So he's got a million dollar advance, I guess, to write a book. Tied him over until the NFL wakes the fuck up. And apparently he's been invited to some players association meeting. So he is, you know, still in play, sort of. When are you going to start your Colin Kaepernick? Uh, so Did you I, wimp out on it? I wimped down on it. I don't think my intentions were good. I had an idea that I was going to add Colin Kaepernick to my fantasy team because he's owned in 0.1% of leagues right now. And we now. were brainstorming catchy hashtags. Right. I was really only doing it because I thought, oh, I could like post this on Twitter or submit it to websites and like try to start a trend of people adding him, you know, even though he has no fantasy value, just as a sign of like support. Well, and I called you out because you just wanted to add him and sit him on your bench. If you're yeah, yeah, I was never going to play him. Yeah, if you're really going to do it, I'm you, have to sac- one right now. you have to sacrifice something. You have to have him as your quarterback. Otherwise, it's silly. You're not actually sacrificing anything. Yeah. And, and then that's when you were like... Mm. And I couldn't think of a good enough hashtag. And I was like, if I don't have a great hashtag, I'm not going to do that's this. That's true. We struggled with it. And I'm terrible... Like, I am historically terrible at coming up with nicknames and names for things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was not very much help. Oh, well, there's always next week. All right, we got to get to the big bad news of the year, I think, probably. Yeah, it is. Both of our bad news we realized just before turning on this recording. 
Um, I mean, we I've brought up Amazon on plenty of occasions. We talked about the Amazon device that was going to tell you whether your clothes looked good. The Amazon that could just, like, was listening to you all the time and your mom could just call you whenever yeah. you wanted. Yeah, yeah. And, but this one, I think, takes, takes the cake. Takes the cake. Is that a saying? Takes the gluten-free cake. Yeah. Yes. So, I haven't even really read most of the stories, because the, the headline was enough for me. Which is, basically, it says, Amazon is going to sell you a lock so that its delivery people can let themselves into your house and deliver your packages indoors, securely. Yes, and I also only read the headline, but I almost fell off the couch laughing earlier at the Onion article, which the headline is, Popular New Amazon Service Just Comes to Your House and Kills You. (laughs) And then an excerpt says, this service allows customers to choose between being shot, strangled, or beaten to death. Only if you're a prime member. And then the quote says, Amazon Slay features real-time text alerts that let you know exactly when one of your employees will be arriving at your home to take your life, or the life of a friend or relative if you choose the (laughs) gift option. (laughs) Oh, oh, that's good. The onion still is still got it. They still Once got it. Once in a while, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I sort of understand the intent behind it. I've always found it odd how trustworthy people, humanity in general is. Can you stop laughing? I'm talking about serious things here. <laughs> Amazon has always offered unparalleled customer service and convenience, and Amazon Slay is a part of that philosophy. <laughs> Currently only available to Amazon Prime there customers, but would be expanding in upcoming months to satisfy the unprecedented demands. In, ad- in addition to giving subscribers the choice of multiple disposal options, including having their berries, their bodies buried in a shallow grave in the wilderness or being dissolved in a barrel of acid, Amazon Slay also features real-time text alerts. <laughs> One more. At press time, Amazon announced it was working to improve the service's compatibility with Amazon Echo so that customers could simply have their Alexa digital assistant kill them directly. Please kill me. Please kill me now. Okay. Uh, Anyways, I've always felt strange about how trustworthy everyone is about packages being left at houses. And the most ridiculous thing of the whole story was that it's the couriers doing it. Yeah, couriers. Couriers. Can, yeah. Right. What but do you mean? haven't you been talking about how, like, they're not like Amazon people anymore, or they don't even go through UPS, they go through, like, your sketchy right. local courier? They're, it's just like Uber for package delivery. So it's that person that's going to be able to get into your house. It's yeah. not even, like, an Amazon... But your lock is going to take a video it's, of them. It's not even, like, a UPS employee yeah, no, or I might, an Amazon employee. I might employee. consider trusting a UPS employee with a garage coat or something. But, yeah, not some random person. No. Gosh. Sorry, I, I interrupted your no. whole thing to read out an entire Onion article, so... That was good. I mean, it's just these tech companies that think they're solving these great problems in the world. I know. It's like, solve a real problem. Let's bring mm-hmm. solar energy into Puerto Rico. There you go. I feel like I'm about to be the girl you don't want to talk to at a party. A little bit. Yeah. Let's get into our main segment, then. All right, so we're doing a... Movie triple feature. Oh, I figured out what we should do for movies and TV shows. Okay, we're not going to try the Parks and Rec theme song anymore. That doesn't go well. Um, I think you need to do the one it's voice. great reviews. The one on voice impression iTunes. that you know how to do. George Bailey. Yeah. You want the moon? You want movies? You want TV? Well. <laughs> the lasso. You have to finish the quote. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what her name is. And then... Oh, I don't know. Um, I want the movie like one. Oh, Mary. Oh, Mary, you want the moon? I'll throw a lasso around it. Get you a movie or TV show. <laughs> That's 
That's what I think I need I will to do. enjoy doing that every week. Yeah, I know. That's the one impression right that I like to do. Right here, Right here. Okay. I think I might do the rest of the podcast like no. this. No, I won't get through it without giggling. So, we are doing a triple feature of quote-unquote horror movies. Yeah, I was going to say, they're not Halloween <laughs> movies. They're not horror movies. They're, like, movies that are scarier than Heather would normally want to watch on a normal basis. That's the name of the podcast. <laughs> there we go. So, like, slightly scary movies. Like, slightly uncomfortable movies. Yeah. Um, so our triple feature is going to be Get Out, yep. or Behind the Times, we finally watched it, yep. thanks to Redbox. Jordan Michael Key, PPPO, look at me. <laughs> um, Happy Death Day, which we saw in theaters, yep. which was not as scary as they advertised it to be. No, we're not, oh, I didn't even realize it until I saw PG-13 on the, the, the listing, and I was like, oh, this isn't going to be scary at all. And Shaun of the Dead, which is also a comedy and not very scary, but yep. I had never seen it. Yep. So that's our Halloween triple feature. Yep. Um, are we going to start with Get Out? Or are we gonna I do think it in we the should. I think I'll have the most it? thoughts about... Th- yeah, let's do that. Okay. And there's going to be spoilers about all these, I would say. Yes, if you yeah. haven't seen any of these and you want to, I would recommend skipping either the next segment or just skipping the next, like, five to ten minutes and coming back for the next movie. So we're going to start with Get Out, I've, although I feel like we're the last people to see it. Is Pretty it much. Get Out or is it Get Out? Um, It's not like the Get Out. It's Get Out. Get Out. Yeah. Okay. Out! Get Out! Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, you want to just start with some overall impressions? Um, the more I think about the movie and like the first half of the movie, I think about how great it could have been. Okay. I thought, I mean, it does obviously have huge racial, not undertones, they're overtones. But I thought the point he was getting at was that being a black man in America was a horror movie without traditional horror elements. I thought that was the point. Okay. And then the second half of the movie is, nope, this is just a really messed up horror movie. See, they had me, I was fine, going, we're jumping right into spoilers, though, turn it yeah. off now if you haven't seen it yet somehow. Um, I was fine with the horror aspect of the suburban shitty white people, like, using, like, like buying them and, like, reprogramming them, but they introduced this whole hypnosis element and then totally waste it, and mm. then the... They really jumped the shark with, like, brain transplants. Yes. I did not buy any of that. Like, I was totally into with the hypnosis and mm-hmm. with the bidding or auctioning for their See, bodies. See, right when I started and- the bidding was when I started to go, wow, they're coming straight out and saying, like, these people aren't trying to hide it anymore. Like, And I was fine with that. Mm-hmm. Like, we've talked about, you have that, that thing about the ESPN where they were like, all the white people were, like, bidding over yeah. the black athletes. Right. Like, that literally happens. Like, not quite as blatantly yeah, as I, we were doing I was, I was assuming that, was the best friend's name who saves everyone? Rod? Was that his Roy. name? Roy. Rod? I think it was Rod. That was Roy. Okay. Best friend. Big R. Um, TSA. I thought he was going to be correct that it was all a sex slavery thing. I wasn't even going the sex slavery angle. I just thought that they were... Think they thought they could like reprogram like the urbanness out of the black people and like yeah, integrate just... them into the suburban society. But the brain transplant thing, the only reason that worked for two seconds was the whole grandma grandpa thing reveal at the end. Yeah. But even that was not worth the ridiculous plot point of brain transplant. Yeah. The interesting part that that brought up was that those were then like you could tell something was wrong with those two characters and then when you realize it's because they made them white sort of like that's something really to play with yeah 
But the whole idea that there are all these white, pro- I guess, racist people who want to put their own heads in African-American bodies, that doesn't quite add up to me. If I was a dying or ill white person who didn't really like black people, why would you say I, I want see, a black person? I think to- that's the whole point is they like fetishize black people. They don't mm. like they don't want to. This this is the whole problem with like blackface as Halloween costumes and stuff, yeah. and with cultural appropriation of like it's cool if a white person has dreadlocks, but a black person can't get a job with dreadlocks. Yeah, it's because I think white people want like the coolness of being black. They perceived coolness. They want to have like the street cred, you know, yeah. of being black. Well, but mean. they don't want to deal with the racial inequality of it. So that's basically what they were doing. Is they wanted like the um, perceived like better uh athletic physical, ability yeah, yeah, or yeah. physical ability but they didn't want to deal with not being able to get a mortgage for a house because you're black or being more likely yeah. to be shot by a cop because you're like, black that like that all makes sense but then the way that it was used specifically in the movie like the blind guy is the one who ends up buying him but the blind guy just needed to put his mind in someone who could see. It didn't matter what color that person was. And he just liked that he was a good artist. Yeah, so it just um, I just as like a scientist or someone with a science degree, there are certain limits of how much I can suspend my disbelief for any sort of movie or TV Mm -hmm. show and a full brain transplant. In a basement? That's it for me. Like that's the line. Like if you want to do hypnosis and kind of that pseudoscience kind of stuff, sure. I can believe that for the sake of a podcast, uh, for the sake of podcast, (laughs) for the the sake of a movie. But yeah, a brain transplant, that just does not do it for me. And then just... I and mean, it just didn't seem to fit. They set it up to be hypnosis and all right. this other stuff. And then all of a sudden, it's a brain transplant? I don't know. I didn't buy and that. And so, I mean, while we were watching it, I was into it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is intense. And this is thrilling. This is suspenseful. But then you think back to the beginning. And actually, the prologue kind of annoyed me the most, looking back on it. Where they show... I assume it's the guy who shows up later in the movie who went missing. Yeah. And he is just walking through a suburban neighborhood and gets... Grabbed by someone, basically kidnapped. Yeah. And ending the movie, I kept thinking to myself, yeah, if I was a crazy white person who wanted to implant brains into black people's bodies, I would just steal them off the street and not go through elaborate things. Yeah, I don't know how much of that was some sort of, of weird like, fetish kind of thing. Possibly. Of, like, it seemed like the family kind of, like, enjoyed the, like, baiting of it. So yeah. maybe that was enjoyment. And I, I think I had said to you when we were talking about it after that... It also possibly had to do with kind of this smartness of it of you don't want to accidentally kidnap someone who's got a huge family that's going to search for them. Yeah. Um, whereas it seemed like they purposely tried to pick people that maybe didn't have very much family or didn't have a ton of friends or people that would be looking for them. Like this dude was like a freelance photographer. Like not right. even his work would have noticed yeah. him not being but there, you know. I have to, you have to give me credit for calling out most of the twists. Yeah. I knew early on, I could just tell that Miss Allison Williams, when I she said, said when she said, you're my first black boyfriend, I was like, eh. Allison Williams is also just the worst in everything of all time. You I thought always... she was bad in this? No, no, no. Like, oh, she's a terrible character. person. Yeah. Like, I just will always suspect her just because I dislike her as a person. Yeah, I was, I, I, I guessed it correctly, but I was almost disappointed that she was in on it and it evil. It would have been more interesting if somehow she didn't know. I just wanted like, him to have. it would have been bullshit, but. Yeah. I just wanted him to have someone on the inside who was on his side. Yeah. Well, I also... The the spot that I was kind of, like, 
mm, wait a minute, this doesn't add up, was when she was like, oh my god, that party's this weekend? Oh, yeah. Like, bullshit that your parents wouldn't have mentioned that if you were driving four hours to visit them or whatever. No like, that was when I was like... I thought the most interesting thing, though, was something that... Obviously, they focus on the racial side of it, but yep. I think as a woman in a sometimes scary rape culture world, mm -hmm. um, or patriarchal world as well, was that kind of feeling of something's not right, but I don't know if I'm just being paranoid right. and seeing things that aren't there or reading too much into things. Because the first, the whole first half of the movie is where the suspense really grows, where you can tell that he's not comfortable. Yeah. But he's like, am I he just... wants to be comfortable. Am I just used to not being comfortable because I'm the minority in this situation? Yeah. Like, am I just feeling uncomfortable because I'm the only black guy or yeah. I'm the only person that's not from the suburbs or whatever. Like, am I feeling that just because I feel out of place yeah. or is it because there's a threat? And I think that, um, not to not make this about race cause it very was very much was about race. Um, but I think I could relate to that too as a woman where sometimes you have that instinct of like, I feel like someone's watching me or I feel like someone's following me or mm -hmm. I feel unsafe here. But then you're like, no, I'm fine. I'm safe. But sometimes you aren't. So there's that thing of like, what is me being paranoid and what is an actual threat to myself? And yeah. you kind of have to balance that impulse of like, you can't be paranoid and worried about everything because then you're never going to leave your house. But at the same time, you have to listen to that instinct that's telling you something is wrong. Yeah. Um, and in this case, obviously, since Allison Williams' character was in on it, even if he had said right away something was wrong, she would have found a way to she would have found a way to there. keep him there, or they yeah. would have just enacted the plan a bit earlier or something. But yeah, I'm with you. That's why I but, think the first half. Was was so genius and I was just almost disappointed that it turned into like a slasher you know we have to keep him inside this house and tear apart his body yeah it was yeah I just I definitely agree that the most interesting part was kind of watching him navigate this like is something really wrong here or am I just being paranoid because I, I feel like I don't fit in yeah and once once the mother had control of him with uh, hypnosis, like, that's all, that's scary enough. Like, she yeah. could have made him do anything. Right, and that's what I thought it was going with, that they somehow were keeping all of these black people hypnotized, yeah. and then they would break out of the hypnosis once in a while, and they'd have to re-hypnotize right. them. Like, yeah. I found that way more interesting, and I feel like they... I don't know. I feel like there must have been an earlier version of the script when it was just hypnosis, and they're like, "No, it's not crazy and scary enough." I thought I it was going to be. I thought it might be like you never saw Django Unchained, no. but it was basically they used their slaves to fight against each other, like for sport to watch them. fight. Yeah, and I guess like it was something different. Like they're not using yeah. these tropes that we're saying from other movies, other movies, and other books sure. and whatever. I just find it funny that like <laughs> I was looking at the reviews for it somewhere. Um, and all the people that are like, this movie is so racist. It's like, hello, that's the point. Like, if you are saying, like, this movie never should have been made. It's so racist. It's like, it was made by a black person yeah. to point out the racial inequality and some of the um, hypocrisy. And, um, I mean, obviously, we are coming at it from a white perspective. So we may not be getting all of the yeah. uh, racial tones of it. But the people that were like, this is racist. This shouldn't have been made. It's like, hello. That, <laughs> that's the point. You Like, what's that a quote from Guardians of the Galaxy that I always like? Like, it went over his head and he's yeah. like, nothing would go from my head. I had fast <laughs> reflexes. I would catch it. Yeah. Like, that's what I felt like those commenters were being like. Yeah. I just kept yelling, like, get out at the screen. So yeah. I realized that's why they called it get out. Because every single time, like, he was like, something wrong? I'm going to call my friend. Oh, maybe nothing's wrong. I was like, yeah. get out! Get out of there, yeah. man! Like, get out of there! Like, you, there was that tension of, like, no, just believe your instincts and just run away and yeah. leave. 
I don't know. You mostly watched this one without looking away. Can't say the same for the next movie we're going to talk about. The next movie, the previews were 12 times scarier than the actual movie. The pre not the previews for this movie. You're talking about no, the previews. No, no. The, previews uh, the trailers we ahead sitting, of this so movie. Yeah. Get out we rented, but we saw Happy Death Day in theaters just the other night. Yeah. And with um, only two other people in the theater. Ooh. For six dollars each. Mm-hmm. America's amazing sometimes. Sometimes it's scary, but sometimes it's good. Um so I was like feeling fine going to the movie. I was like, I'm not gonna be too scared, it's gonna mm-hmm. be fine. And then all of the previews for the movie were for movies twelve times scarier than the actual movie. Definitely. So it put me on edge before the movie even started. So that I was jumping at everything and like covering my eyes and covering my ears for half of it because I thought it was gonna be scary. But like Happy Death Day wasn't really that scary. It wasn't no. It wasn't a comedy, but it definitely was not meant to be gory no. like horror horror. It had a few jump scares. Not even that many jump scares though. No. I was like the they did a really good job of like the lead up to what could have been a jump scare. Yeah. Like I felt like I was more scared of like the five minutes where she's like slowly looking around in the dark and like the, the scary music is going on. Yeah. I think from now on I just need to watch scary movies muted because I'd be totally fine if they were muted. Okay. It's the sound effects that get you. Yeah, the like, music was a little up, funky in this one. They like one. build up the, the scare before it gets there. Yeah, it's and by design. I know, but... I felt like with this one, I was being really susceptible to that so build up. So maybe you should just cover your ears and not your eyes. I started doing that in the movie. I was okay. covering my ears during the parts that I thought might be scary because then I couldn't hear the music. So then the jump scare wasn't as like built up. Gosh, it is an experience to go. That was go a good, to a that's movie why it was a good thing there wasn't that many people there because then when I was talking and being an idiot, then nobody heard me. So this is the Groundhog Day esque. Yes. Uh, the embar- most embarrassing part about this mm. movie, not me covering my eyes in a theater as an adult. Yeah. The scariest part, or the most embarrassing part, was that I spent half the movie trying to figure out what movie it reminded me of. Not Groundhog Day. I knew it was Groundhog Day. Yeah. But there was some other, like, I was like, there's some weird Disney Channel movie that I'm thinking of. Uh-huh. And it ended up being, like, a really embarrassing, um, like, I 90s, thought I'd seen them all, but... 90s Disney Channel one with Eric Von Detten with Brink. Yeah. Um. Now I don't even remember what it was called. I looked Christmas it up. Every Christmas Day Every Day. Yeah. Christmas Every Day. A 1996 American made-for-television fantasy comedy film. Wow. It's terrible. Basically, this Eric Von Detten, Brink, is uh-huh. like a dick. And he has the same sister, I think, from the Brink movie. Good. And, like, his sister loves Christmas, and he hates Christmas and, like, hates his family. Scrooge. And his sister, like, wishes that Christmas was every day, so he relives it over and over until he can, like, love his family again or whatever. Um, so that's, like, what it reminded me the most, which I don't know if that's something wrong with me or something wrong with the movie. <laughs> um, the Happy Death Day movie, but... I mean, it was a young adult horror movie is what it was. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. I actually liked yeah. it in the end. Um, for anyone who like hasn't seen the previews or the previews have misled you a little bit, basically this girl is like a college bitchy like sorority, sorority girl, sister, yeah. and she wakes up from kind of like a shitty day and lives the day and gets towards the end of the day and somebody tries to kill her. It's her birthday, and it's her birthday. Sorry, yeah. and once. She gets killed. She wakes up and does the same day all over again. So Groundhog Day, except instead of it when going to sleep, it's when she dies. Mm-hmm. Um, and it happens over and over and over. And she has to try and find her killer and either figure out who it is or kill that person before they have a chance to kill her. Because it seems like every time she escapes, they find a different way to find her and right. kill her. And she does become a better person as it goes along. But I love that it was not... That was not the key, really. Yeah, so here's a spoiler for this one, which you probably haven't seen. Um, So there's this one part where she thinks she's found the killer, 
and she... Because there's actually a serial killer, like, out on the loose killing sorority sisters. Which, or so just killing, up. like, blonde girls. Yeah. So she finds that out partway through that realizes that there's this serial killer. So she's like, all right, next day I'm going to have a plan. So she dies this one day, the next day. And the next day she wakes up. She's, like, having the best day ever. She, like, knows how to fix everything. She, like fixes every little thing that she's noticed and memorized every time she's lived this day over and over. And she gets to the end of the day. She thinks she solved it. Everyone's happy. And then she blows up the candle and there's this like scene of darkness. You're like, Oh, that's the end of the movie. How nice. And then she wakes up again from the same day. So it's like, Oh shit. Just because she was nice to everyone and like figured out that she shouldn't be a bitch all the time. Like doesn't mean that she has solved (laughs) this because in most movies like Groundhog Day and that terrible Christmas movie and stuff, it's like once they realize I need to be a better person, it's like, okay, you've learned your lesson. And like, it starts over. Let you out of your loop. That was not the case in this one. No. So we were right all along. I was right about who it was. You were right about how it was like one of the ways that it was being planned or plotted. Right. They throw a lot of potential suspects at you. Boyfriend, Friends, ex-boyfriends, love interests, roommates, sorority sisters. sisters. Um, I just Mm. was getting a little bit into the, like, some of the plot holes. Like, obviously, like you said, it was a young adult, like, kind of scare movie. Yeah. So, it was not meant to be very sophisticated plot and continuity. No. But it did start to bug me a couple of things. First of all, I was like, why doesn't she just, like, get on a fucking plane? Like, if (laughs) this person... Why doesn't she go to Europe? Why doesn't she go to Europe? I just don't understand why she didn't just get on a plane. Or, like, just go to, like... Australia and cross the time zone and then you'll be fine. Yeah. You wanted to, her to play with daylight savings time and shit. Yeah. I don't know. Also, I was getting annoyed about a couple other things. That one day that we mentioned when she like thinks she solved it, she just goes to bed. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Stay up till midnight. You see that shit through. Don't just go to bed and hope it's all fine. Like, I know she was maybe a bit overconfident that like she had been living through the day so many times that she was just so happy that she solved it or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, what the hell, girl? Stay up till midnight. She also should have... Uh, like hired a army of defenders at some point because like a she bodyguard like yeah. I understand she wouldn't want so there's a couple different scenes where she tries to kind of stay with other people and then those people get killed too yeah so obviously uh, just having like one friend with her wasn't a good idea but yeah. yeah just like hire a bodyguard yeah the best idea she had was trying to get arrested that one time but she decided it too late yeah if she just got up in the morning and tried to get arrested <laughs> I think it would have been better yeah um. The but what was most interesting, but then kind of started to irk me, was that um, as the movie's going on, you find out that every time she gets killed, it's actually like affecting her body, yeah. which kind of makes sense. It made sense to me in one way because obviously her brain is staying intact. She's not one hundred percent resetting because she remembers the previous day and like what happened. Um, so it makes sense that if her brain is staying the same, then her body's going to have some sort of mark from the different way she's being murdered. Yeah, but. They didn't, like, really follow through with that. There's oh, she one, puked one time. One time she, like, gets, like, literally burnt alive. And then yeah. the next day she just, like, isn't burnt. Ow. But, yeah. So it's kind of cute because a couple times she was like, oh, crick in my neck because she, like, got, ha- like, hanged. Yeah. Um, but then I was like, oh, that... I, I, I was kind of there to make it so that she couldn't do it infinitely. Like, right. she didn't have forever to figure out That's the killer. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they, they were kind of using it to fill a bit of a plot hole. Yeah. Um, because otherwise it's like, well, why couldn't she just get up, kill herself first thing in the morning and start over the next day and yeah. do that forever? Um, but, yeah, they may not have thought that all the way through. Um, overall, I thought it was a good, good, interesting, just kind of fun. Sure. Um, Halloween season Halloween-y movie, movie. Sure. Uh, I feel like it's going to be probably one of those like TV movies that plays all the time or something. Could. Like, 
Um, the, the main actress was a bit strange. She looked mostly like Diana Agron mm-hmm. and also like Melissa Benoist. So it was very young adults. Pretty much Glee. A yeah. Glee mashup. Um, and... I read up some trivia about yeah. it. The somewhat annoying ringtone that starts every day. Hey, it's your birthday. I don't have I'm to pick, pick up, up the phone. phone. Yeah. It was supposed to be... Boom, 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 boom. 50 Cent in the club. It's your birthday. Yeah. And they they didn't want to pay for it at the end, apparently. Oh, okay. They had a very cheap budget. So they I decided... Like the one they had They made said. up their own ringtone. I liked that one. Yeah. Um... Any other trivia? Was that your number one trivia from the movie? Um, I read a little bit about how they had to film the scenes that obviously repeat over and over and over I know. Over I felt again. bad for those actresses that just had to do the one line, but they had to do it over and over because yeah. she had to do a different... Yeah. Yeah. And I doubt they were as sophisticated to like layer it. Right. And there was a little bit of a plot hole because she leaves the first scene at like a different time every day, yet everything else is the same, which doesn't actually line up. Yeah. But anyways. Whatever. Um, right. So... You were the one that wanted to go see it. I think I might have actually liked it a bit more than you because it was yeah. a bit more young adulty than I expected. And, like, the actual killing part was not very gory. And it was kind of no, almost funny. Not funny, but, like, it was not scary. A couple gory. of times it was, yeah, it was just goofy, really. Um, did you like it, though? I know you Yeah, I mean, like, I would never want to go... Like, I've seen some of the Saw movies, but I'm never, like, eager to go see them in the theater. And this one was just, like... At least it had a little bit of a more kind of creative twist to it, I guess. And it did, like, catch my attention more than I expected. I thought I was either going to be kind of bored with it, or I was going to, like, literally have to close my eyes because I was going to be too scared for all of it. But it actually had a decent enough storyline and decent enough, like, characters and stuff that I I was intrigued by it. And it kept my attention, for sure. Yeah, I think there's just the right number of twists because you think... I thought I had it figured out, and then the main character thinks she has it figured out, and I was disappointed at that point, thinking that can't it can't be that easy. Yeah. And then you know, there's one more twist that's and that they did a decent job for like how many times she does the same day, making it a little bit different. Yeah, like it wasn't just literally the same day over and over and over. Like they had a good montage in the middle yeah. where she like thinks she has a good strategy of how to figure it out. So there's kind of a funny montage in the middle where she's going through the motions to try and, like, narrow down the list of who it could be and getting, like, almost get just annoyed that she's getting killed yeah. in it and not, like, scared of it. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I liked it. I liked it more than I thought I was going to. Like, never going to be my favorite movie, but, yeah, solid, just a kind of, like, Halloween, slightly scary movie. Good. I'm glad I can recommend something that you like since you seem to fail to be able to recommend something that I like. Books. Stop. Um... The last one we just watched earlier today. Yeah. This was a movie that has been, like, on our list that we need to watch sometime because I've never seen it, but we just never got around to it. I watched it a long time ago, yeah. So, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. With Simon Pegg and Nick Frost and that whole thing. British people doing British stuff. And lots of, like, random British people like Bill Nye. Lots um, of British mumbling. British mumbling. I, I, I did notice that I had to pay a bit more attention to it because <laughs> there was a decent amount of British mumbling. Yeah. Um, so, I had seen Hot Fuzz and I kind of liked that one. I watched yeah. that with Jen. Australian hey friend guest Jen. Um, and I've seen the third one, The End of the World or whatever it's And called. I haven't seen that one. Yeah. So between the two of us, we had seen the whole trilogy, there if you, you will. Um, so I watched, we, we watched Shaun of the Dead today because I had never watched it. Yeah. Um, real dark. Really? I don't think it's dark at all. The ending is so dark. Spoilers again. Yeah. Everybody dies. He has to it's shoot a... his mom in the face. <laughs> yeah, it's a zombie apocalypse. What do you expect? I guess so. I just, I guess thought that it was going to be a bit more of like a buddy 
like Zombie Land. You thought it was Zombie Land. Zombie Land, where like every like there's a lot of trials and tribulations and funny occasions and everyone lives. Yeah. Nobody lives. Two the two of them do. They're back in love. Yeah, but there was like seven of them to start. Yeah, the mom was the only one. I that knew I that the I knew that the mom her, was I could tell that she was sick. Yeah, she wasn't long for this world. No. Um but yeah, so it was both not as scary as I thought, but also a bit darker than I thought of like people actually getting horribly killed. Yeah. Um and I don't know, it was, it was funny. There were definitely some parts that yeah. I that I left and, and I um Thought it was once again. I thought it was a good level of scariness for me. Like you know oh that I actually God. got scared in Zombie Land. That's terrible. like I'm scared of parts of Zombie Land. The beginning part, we let that girl into her house. Uh, let that girl into his yeah. house. It's funny. You think they're gonna have it's sex? It's not and she funny. Tries to kill him. It's scary. Oh my God! Are you scared because you you're worried these things are gonna? Ha- you're just scared because you don't want to have nightmares. Yes, my subconscious. You can't will take live these- your life basing everything about how you sleep. Uh, yeah, I can live my life and trying to prevent me from being up all night and being scared. Anyway, uh, so I thought these three movies were a good compromise of having <laughs> a Halloween, like, you know, slightly scaryish movies without um, giving me nightmares and keeping me up all night. Okay. Um, Zombieland is scary. This one was sure. not... The zombies weren't scary because, like, it was kind of almost comical that how easily he defeated them. I think that was a part of the point. Yes. Like, they weren't fast zombies. Like, they weren't... He just had, to, like, one tap on the head with a cricket bat or, like, a Or they had record. time to go through, like, 30 records before they closed in on yeah. them. Yeah. So, I thought it was funny and I, I thought it was a good kind of balance of... Like yeah. horror movie tropes, but also some like subverting the tropes and. Being and I funny. think it's probably better a better movie when you pay real close attention to the dialogue because the way they bring things up later on, it's like a very witty kind yes. of script. It's very smart, and they have a lot of parallels and little like in jokes and um, yeah. callbacks and stuff that if you're not paying attention, that you wouldn't really get. Or even just the little things, like you said, like sorting through the records. If you were half paying attention, you'd be like, oh, they're throwing records at them. Yeah. The funny part is that they're sitting there debating the merits of some of these right. records. which ones to chuck. Like, which, which ones to chuck and which ones to keep. And, like, that's funny. Yeah. I just, I wish there wasn't such a cultural divide between humors. I think living in Australia has helped me with the British humor a little bit. Uh, not me. No? Not a bit, no. I still don't think I would be a big fan of, like, Monty Python or, um, like, Waltz and Gromit and some of those. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to get those. I think it's just too late for me. If Mm -hmm. you didn't grow up with them as a kid, you're just not going to get it. Yeah. But some of these more, like, later, more recent British comedy kind of things, like the Simon Pegg ones, I think I get a little bit more. Okay. We're going to have to re uh, reread Hitchhiker's Guide yeah. sometime and do that on the podcast because that's another one that mm. falls under your category. You're making a face like you'd rather wow. do literally anything else. I don't know if I've ever else. had higher expectations for a book and I just, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So, save it. Okay. Um, so is there anything else that you want to talk about that one? No, I'm falling asleep. You're falling asleep. Have some more wine. Okay. Um, so... Upcoming things. Yeah, there's a big one. There's a Lin-Manuel Miranda project that you did not even tell me about. It's on my list. You didn't know about it ahead of time? I did. King Killer Chronicles by Patrick Rothfuss. That's him. Um, I haven't read it. That's why I didn't care that much about no. it. Um, is that the one we have a copy of? Is it? The Name of the Wind? Is that the King Killer Chronicles? No idea. He has like eight <laughs> series. Well, let's look it up. Hey, Siri. I fucking hate Siri. We're not asking Siri. Uh, Alexa. Um, so it's gonna be on Showtime? 
Okay. Wait, what is Lin Manuel doing in it? Acting, it writing, is the name singing. Of the wind. I was going to read that one next Look once I that. finish American Meant Gods. to be. So I have to read it. Um, what is he doing? Answer in my it? question. Lin Miranda, Lin Manuel Miranda series. Is he adapting it? I don't know. Is he behind the scenes? Is he executive in producer the and composer and songwriter? It's going to be a musical. It's going to be a. It's not a straight adaptation. But will take place in the same world a generation before the events of the books. It's a prequel. Huh. Anyways, it says Lin Manuel Miranda is an avid King Killer Chronicle fan. Is he though? Probably. He's a bit of a nerd. Well, he really does need a new project after that Mary Poppins movie flopped. It's not even out yet. Yeah, it's not ever coming it out. It is They're coming not, out. Straight to DVD. It is coming out. Straight to Redbox. <laughs> Um, box exclusive <laughs> there's like one copy do you think they're gonna start making original content like everybody Ooh. else they're gonna get an uh, Emmy next year for a red box series you have to go get each DVD <laughs> one by one one day at a time yeah um some other upcoming TV shows that are coming out yeah um Ryan Murphy Pose. You swore him off. You would never. I forgive him a slightest bit for saying in that podcast that he knows that he fucked up with Glee. Um. Anyways, it's a it's a TV show based in eighties New York City, and it's Ryan, Ryan Murphy and Brad Falchuk, which was also a Glee producer. Yeah. But Tatiana Maslany is oh. one of the stars of it, so we'll have to see. I'll have to watch an actual trailer for it once it gets a bit closer. Um. Did you see the Phil K. Dick's Electric? Dreams anthology that Amazon Yeah, I don't doing? understand this. So is it different than Blade Runner? I think so. I think it's meant to be like more of a mini series, or I don't know yeah. what they mean by anthology. <laughs> I just it's... tried to Google it and it thought I was asking for electric sheep shears on <laughs> on Amazon. Oh, that's awesome. Um, not exactly what I meant. Well, as we discovered this week shopping for books, there's like a comic book series based on Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? So maybe the anthology is based off of that? Possibly. I don't even know. There's a first trailer for it that was unveiled at New York Comic Con. Okay. The 10-episode anthology series, um, it, it draws from the author's work. So I don't know if it's a st- necessarily a straight... Um, adaptation, but there's some big names in it. Terrence Howard, Anna Paquin, Steve Buscemi, uh, Greg Kinnear, Janelle Monet, Brian Cranston. Wow. Um, it's already weird. It's already playing weekly in the UK on Channel 4. I saw, I heard that. But it's not been given an official launch date. We are bringing you hot news, people. We know everything hot inside and outside takes. of all of this. So it's meant to be short stories. I'm guessing it's not all this book. I think I think that's what they're getting at, is that it's across his... It's an anthology approach as a series of ten movies linked by a common theme. I, I think I have to see it now. I'm so mystified. All right, well, we'll post the uh, trailer and the article that I'm looking at on Twitter, so I'm not just reading out, out an article on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, you could just do Heather Reed's Onion articles from now on. <laughs> um, I also know, since we talked about this on a recent podcast, this maybe should have been in the update section of the podcast today. There's going to be a Logan spinoff based on X23, which is the little oh, girl. What were, okay. 
Like another movie? I'm not sure if it's a movie or a TV show, uh, but a spinoff. Which come I know. up with some original, original plots, people. Um, what else did I have? Did you see that there's going to be like Willy Wonka at the Hollywood Bowl, like a live kind of show of Willy Wonka, and John Stamos is playing Willy Wonka? What are you talking about? You think that I dream all these things and they're yeah. real? There's going to be like they had Little Mermaid at the Hollywood Bowl, where they have like actual actors like do the the voice and the dialogue for everything. Okay. But John Stamos is being Willy Wonka. But that's not the weirdest part. Hmm. The weirdest part is that the tickets to the event are scratch and sniff tickets. What the fuck are you talking about? To give the watcher an extra dynamic and use all their senses and inspire a company called Smell-O-Rama. Uh, okay. No comment. (laughs) I'm not high. A little bit. Um... And the last two are just ones we saw, posters that we saw in the weird movie theater we went to the other night. I still don't know what Suburbicon is. It's coming out next week. We're going to go for $12. Okay. Well, it has Matt Damon and Oscar Isaac. Yeah. So maybe Directed by know. George Clooney. And he said it was, so what are Brothers. Brothers? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It was a very weird uh, kind of graphic movie poster. Yeah. Not graphic as in like bloody, but Let's like. Let's just go see it without graphic. hearing anything about it. Okay. Um, and then there was some weird first Christmas animated movie. Did you see the poster for that one? That was uh, The Bull. Ferdinand the Bull. No, there was Ferdinand the Bull, but there was another first Christmas movie, and it had Oprah, and uh, Gina Rodriguez, and... Is this Tyler called, Perry's first Christmas? It's called, called The Star. Uh-huh. You haven't seen... You didn't see no, the thing about this? missed it. It's the story of the first Christmas told from the animals. Point of view of the animals. Huh. It's got Aidy Bryant, Keegan-Michael Key, uh, Gina Rodriguez as... Virgin Mary, seeing she's okay. Jane the Virgin, Christopher Plummer, Kelly Clarkson, Patricia Heaton, Christian Chenoweth, Gabriel Iglesias, Tyler Perry, Tracy Morgan, and Oprah Winfrey, who are a trio of wisecracking camels. Is this is this live action animals like uh, like uh, Lion King? Thankfully, no. Okay. Thankfully, it is cartoon animals. Okay. But I don't know. Is it meant to be for like the everyday person? Is it meant to be like a Christian movie that they somehow got a big enough budget to pull in real stars? I don't huh. know what the who the audience is. I want I want Noah's Ark from the animals' perspective. All right. Like what animals? Fucking which weird animal on that boat? Well, if this one weird. goes well, maybe we can. Weird shit happens on cruise boats. I can't imagine what happened. I are. don't think that would attract a very Christian audience. Huh. Um, so, very strange. I guess they're just trying to be the kids' movie on Christmas. Like, you had a family that always did movies at Christmas yeah. time. Yeah, well, we'd go after Thanksgiving for a Christmas For movie. the Christmas movies, yeah. right. So, maybe that's, they're just, like, trying trying to fill in the market of, hmm. we need a kids' movie at Christmas time. Okay. I don't know. I just thought Buy your tickets bizarre. now, kids. Yeah. Screw, screw Star Wars. Line up for that. Oh, jeez. All right, so I think that's all we have for this week. Okay. Almost under an hour. Yep. Maybe once you edit out all of my (laughs) mistakes from this week. Um, If you want to follow us on Twitter, I'll try and post a lot of the links and um, articles I was just straight up reading from this week (laughs) um, on our Twitter, which is at ddgetdown, or you can follow my Twitter at heather324. This is the future, people. You listen to an hour-long podcast, and then you get links to articles for you to read after. I've read them out, the whole articles. They don't really need it to read the articles. You don't need Siri. You just just ask us. just need to see the pictures. People can write into us. We could start doing a mailbag if there was anyone out there asking us questions. If anyone wants to communicate with us at all, (laughs) 
Um, We're not begging for friends or anything. Just, like, leave us some reviews, maybe? Yeah, start with that. So, review and subscribe. Yeah, we'll give you a Um, shout-out if you review us. And also, follow us on Twitter, because we don't have enough followers, and you can send us questions. Or even suggestions, recommendations. We have the next couple weeks planned out. But if you have requests that you think would be good for us to do, just based on you think it'd be a good debate, or you think one of us would like us, or you think we would both hate it, um... We're happy to get some requests and take them under consideration as well. Or you can request voices for Bennett, Joe. <laughs> the only you one. You want to hear another voice, do you? The only one he can do is, is that George Bailey. So. Okay. George Bailey. We'll end it with that, George bye, Bailey. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>